This Organized Chaos podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to our Organized Chaos podcast. Uh, jo- uh, we got a special episode. Uh, joining us will be Bobby Quarters. I don't know what I'm saying. Oh. This podcast yeah. is chaos. But somehow also it the is. best podcast ever. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> but yes. Uh, um, we're on, ha, most of the name of this podcast is on the lips of drifters as we speak now. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So uh, we will be uh, doing our overview of 2022, going over what we thought were the best and worst movies. Most of the stuff will be stuff we covered, but not uh, not all of them. And, you know, obviously we haven't seen every single movie from 2022. That being said, these are firm in stone list. They will never change throughout time. They are to be taken to the bank. If your list is different, uh, that is fine. Just know that you're wrong, okay? It's, no, it's, it's okay to be wrong. No, like that's that. Yeah, yeah, that's your problem. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a you problem. No, no. Yeah, obviously, like this is all subjective oh. stuff. <laughs> and you yeah, know. no. These are just these are just our opinions. Of yeah. them. like obviously, our our list will not be mirrored. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> they will. Like they'll they'll be stuff that we've just dis- that we'll disagree on. But yes, you know, yes. Uh, as always, we will like just explain our reasoning why we mm-hmm. feel this way about it, and mm-hmm. other be like, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. and... Um, well, well, you're wrong. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, listen, everybody knows that, you know, everything I say is 100% right. You're ra- allowed to have a different opinion, just you're wrong. You know, and... You're and, still wrong about Last Jedi, though. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, Last Jedi is the best movie of 2022. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh... I don't remember what I was going to go into, but you know what? Sorry. Uh, we just dive <laughs> into the news. It <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, uh, let's, let's, yeah, we got some news stories. Um, uh, first thing to bring I think up. We should make, I oh. think we should at least make mention of the... Uh, oh, well, yeah, yeah. let's go into that. Yeah, let's talk about him first. Yeah, yeah. Earl Bowen died. Um, if you're not sure who yeah. he is, it's a name that was familiar to me. I was like, I know that name. And I clicked on it. Oh, it's Dr. Soberman from the first yeah. three Terminator movies. And Yeah. Until I want to say, what was it, Terminator Genesis where Arnold returned? Until he returned, there was a period where he and Arnold were in all the, were the actors in the most Terminator movies. <laughs> yeah. They were literally yeah. tied. They were like, um, but yeah, he was, he was great as essentially kind of a scummy doctor in, uh, well, I mean, he has more of a role in the first two movies. It's, it's a glorified cameo in the third one, but you know, it's, it was still cool to see him back. Um, but he's done lots of stuff outside of that. Let me, uh, I know I dug up his IMDb on here, so let me dig it up again. (laughs) All right. So obviously he's got his Terminator movies, Man with Two Brains. Um, he did voices on World of War, lots of voices on World of Warcraft. I did not know that. Um, Oh, that's cool. Lots, lots of voice work. I actually didn't realize digging into this. Um, he did, uh, X-Men Legends, which I remember really liking that game. Um, wow, he was mainly a voice actor, wasn't he? I did not know that. I know I've seen him around, though. Lots of video games. Uh, let's see, I just saw West Wing, which I have not seen. Um. I've seen clips, and I have seen him in some of those clips mm -hmm. before. 
And of course, the highlight of his career was, of course, Nutty Professor 2, The Clumps. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Toy Story 2. Toy, who was he in Toy Story 2? Rex. Huh. Huh. Oh, I this, thought that was... This um... is a video game. Okay. I was like, that was Wild oh, okay, Shot okay. Rex. I'm really confused. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, like, no. <laughs> he, right. he, was, he has a distinct voice. Yeah. But yeah, very uh, distinct voice. You know, he he was an awesome actor, um, and he he definitely will be missed. Um, but definitely, you know, played a major role in a film that Bob and I both love. Yes, yes, very much. Well, film man with two brains. <laughs> yes, exactly. You, you do not question our fandom on that. <laughs> well, I was going to say like two movies we we really thoroughly enjoy, and one that's like all right, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. I mean, right. you know, Terminator 1 and 2 are classics, and Terminator 3 is... Yeah. I mean, it's not the right. worst thing ever. I don't like it. It's not the worst thing ever. Well, it, it, it here's cool the rough thing about still. that. Like, mm, yeah. well, here's the rough thing. I, I like the actor who played John Connor in that. Like, I like Nick Stahl as an actor. I think mm -hmm. he's good. Oh, man. He, 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 that, that was bad. That was a it, bad it was, performance. It was not... Him. Well, it wasn't... Was there's a lot of issues with that. Yeah, and I kind of felt yeah. Claire Danes was completely out of place for that movie. Mm -hmm. Like, I just do not think it was in the wheelhouse. Yeah, he, he definitely commanded that role, or made that role. Oh, he yeah. stood out. It's tough Enough to imagine anybody to, else like, in that role, even though it's not like a huge like, role. It, it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it is almost like a blink and you miss it, but it's enough to where you see him pop up again in three, and it's just like, hey. Yeah, hey, you're doing the Leo meme, you know. Yeah, <laughs> before it was a meme. Yes, <laughs> before that word was in our culture. <laughs> there's a Leo meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The from uh, well, there's a lot, but well, yeah, uh, the, yeah. the, I guess the I most assume... recent one is the the uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Where he's like looking at the TV, like oh yeah, oh has a cigarette in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I first time I watched that, I actually totally missed that part. Yeah. So uh, next news was that uh, House of Representatives actually did name Kevin McCarthy a speaker, something. and there was no story around it. Nothing happened. It happened uneventfully. Um. No, it was a complete fucking shit show. <laughs> oh my god, dude! <laughs> like I. <sighs> no, we can. I, I don't even think i have the words for this like I, it, it I, I know that this is the first time this has ever happened in the u.s house of representatives mm -hmm. since the 1800s first of all mm -hmm. so like fuck's sakes mm -hmm. like it, it, the gop is literally their own infighting and bickering and just bitching back and forth is just it was all right there on display for the whole country and, yeah no, to see and like you know, I think John Stewart put it best. This is the greatest season of C-SPAN ever. Mm -hmm. Well, th that's the thing. So um, we can talk about how Democrats are divided. Obviously, we have issues between yeah, the yeah, progressives yeah. and the liberals, and they have different ideologies. You know, but they can at least get together and work together on stuff, simple stuff like picking little things, like the Speaker of the House. Um, However, Republicans 
have actual really... legislative work. Yeah, yeah. Repu- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Republicans have chosen the well, mainly the corporate Republicans have chosen to court court these hardcore ideologues who like are quite frankly insane. I don't have another word to put it. They're insane. Um, they're, they're lunatics. Yeah. So like making like I don't want to think about the type of deals Kevin McCarthy had to make with these lunatics to get their vote because they're <sighs> insane. Um, so they're, they're well, yeah, the, the they are the most dangerous type of people. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you have like, <laughs> you know, well, like, I, you know, you look at like liberals and progressives and they're like, oh, you know, we want equal civil rights. And then you look at like these hardcore conservative ideologues and it's like, we just want to kill the other. And it's like, there's no negotiation with that. That's a non-starter. No, yeah. <laughs> no. But, like there, there's no conversation point from there. Like, yeah, they are just heels in the sand. And I mean. I think it's amazing that there was almost a brawl that broke out on the floor. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not sure exactly who, but I know that Gates was involved mm-hmm. somehow. Either somebody was trying to swing on him, or I'm not sure. If all footage I've seen, like cameras were panning just away as I saw like somebody being held back, yeah. <laughs> slapping Jeez. him. I think I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a shit show, and like I said, it's because the Republicans' really ideologues or the Repu- corporate Republicans have courted these hardcore ideologues, and now he's had to make deals with these ideologues, and all it means is that the ideologues, the insane part of the Republican Party, are going to push the corporate Republicans more to the right and more towards their position. So Jesus, I like I said, I don't want to think about the deals he had to make, and for the first time, I think ever, I'm thinking, thank God for the Senate. In their ability yeah. to block stuff, their yeah, yeah, just you know, yeah, it's 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 it, it's just going to make me nervous and for the next election year because that means we're electing new reps and senate and senators as well as a president. Well, I mean, that's that's the thing that's promising. This this twenty twenty two election cycle was set up to be just an actual, just an absolute like, uh destruction of the democratic party republicans come and sweep and yeah you know we didn't get a blue wave because it was almost impossible statistically but we got a couple of blue drips which was uh yeah really not really shouldn't even be possible at all like republicans has barely got the house Democrats no, gained no, a couple de- seats in the yeah, Senate. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Democrats actually did ex- exponentially better than anyone ever mm-hmm. saw them doing. Yeah. Like there were races where the Democrat candidate or the Democrat candidate overtook the Republican candidate despite an uh, unbelievable margin. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I, the what the uh, Fetterman and uh, that was um, what, doc- yeah, Doctor Oz, Oz, yeah, right? yeah, 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 no one. Everyone, I I know like almost every single person or like political commentator from either end was saying that Fetterman does not have a chance. That's the thing. Fetterman just had a stroke. So he's having trouble like talking and putting together thoughts. And, you know, there's there's an argument that he shouldn't be running as much as I actually like a lot of the politics of Fetterman. There's an argument he shouldn't be running. That being said, being in health. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. That being said, there's also an argument that. 
a dead corpse would be better than Dr. Oz. <laughs> Just like the, this isn't a great there's an choice, argument. Guys. That, there's a, well, there's also that same argument that half an onion could run Twitter better than Elon Musk. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think half of an onion could run Twitter. But there's there are office ferns that could do Twitter much better. <laughs> My cat. Yeah. In a heartbeat. I would be much happier if your cat in charge of Twitter. (laughs) No, but like, I'm just, I'm just amazed. 15 fucking rounds of voting. Mm -hmm. 15 fucking rounds. Like, what's the saying? Like, uh, if, if you try something and you don't succeed and you keep trying at it again, expecting a different results, but you still get the same result. Mm-hmm. There's a word for that. I, 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 I'm having trouble place it. Republican. What's the... <laughs> actually insanity, but yeah, yeah. yes, <laughs> no, it's, I mean, yeah, <laughs> It's sakes. No, like it, it, the whole party's a mess right now. And it just, they were just kind of showing their ass during this whole period. And yeah, also, I, I, I don't want to mm. be that guy or that person to be that cruel and speculative. But, you know, body language is a very funny thing to read. Mm-hmm. And there was some, a lot of great body language to be read during all of that. And, and I'm willing to bet that Matt Gates and Lauren Bobert are, are definitely having an affair. Really? Really? <laughs> I mean, I know that's a very nasty thing to say and a very I speculatory know. thing to, be well, to say, but I mean, with their behaviors, they kind of deserve each other. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're both horrible for each other. They're yeah. Both horrible. <laughs> they're both you know, terrible just, human just beings. The... <laughs> but, you know, it's all, it's, it's okay. It's not all Margie's. It's, or I'm sorry. It's not all Bobo's fault. You know, it's not her fault. That house fell on her sister. Mm-hmm. It was so, rough. You know, it was a t- rough time period. That bitch Dorothy. Yeah. <laughs> she killed a bitch for some shoes, you know, like. <laughs> but uh, and Matt, yeah, and Matt looks like he's had so much cos- cosmetic surgery. His face is just stuck in a. Uh, well, that expression. I know Matt those Gates. are just mean things I'm saying about them, but like. Well, they they have. Yeah, there's also other things about. <laughs> well, there's other things about their past that I'm that I'm glossing over too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like the fact that uh, Lauren and her husband have had a slew of charges on their records as well as domestic issues. And, you know, her husband did get in trouble for um, exposing himself at a bowling alley. And I believe Matt also has uh, what, a couple DUIs. Hmm. Yeah, right? probably. I mean, he's... and a solicitation, I believe, and a yeah. solicitation charge, I believe. I believe he was yeah. uh, courting underage girls and getting paid ah, yes, and paying right. them through that's that Venmo, right. which was just like that's what right. <laughs> uh, that's right and he As, and i know pederist pat hey her I husband's matt, a pederist so you know what there you go i know matt gates threatened to quit if uh, they don't get this resolved now i was just like please oh just fucking please quit. don't threaten me with a good time yeah. matt. <laughs> don't threaten a good time but, you uh, tease you know we get we got one more story and this one's just kind of a nice one uh Robert Plant in an interview with the Vulture. It's a pretty big interview. I looked over the whole thing. It was pretty good. Um, yeah, I was actually reading it earlier. But like, yeah. there's a highlight that I wanted to go that a lot of people were pointing out that I I just want to go over because I'm I'm a I'm a Genesis junkie. But yeah, uh, <laughs> now obviously after John Bonham uh, 
yeah, John Bonham died. And it was like, is is Led Zeppelin going to go on? And obviously the answer was no. And Plant wasn't even sure if he was going to go on. Uh, and then he has this, uh, let's see, where is it? Sorry. But then he has this little paragraph uh, here. I floundered around a lot be- until I was 32. I was in some kind of wild and absurd adventure. Phil Collins especially was a driving force and had positive energy with the first record, Picture Sale 11. It wasn't a difficult job to get together with other people. It's just whether or not we could cook it properly. Plant continued, With Phil, it wasn't so much advice as encouragement and consideration. He was taking no prisoners and would allow himself a short amount of time to come to studio in Wales and make it work. Nobody was hiding the performance. Plant said that Collins greatly admired Led Zeppelin drummer John Bonham, who passed away in 1980. Then he came on tour with me and basically said, Robert, the guy that sat behind you for all those years was my hero. Um, Plant recalled, that was it. He said, anything I can do to help you get back into fighting shape, here I am. And he says he's a good man, with, uh, or he's he's a great spirit and a good man. So, like, obviously, like, I remember reading the autobiography, and Phil talks about how, how much he likes uh, Robert Plant, and obviously Robert reciprocates. So, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of nice yeah. these two are such good friends. You know, I just that like is that. good because usually with with like a lot of the old rock, older rock and rock and roll bands of like mm-hmm. the seventies and like even the eighties, like so much of them you even see that they're like arguing and fighting mm-hmm. with each other all the time. Mm-hmm. And you know the drama is interesting. I wouldn't mind sometimes hearing somebody tell me the drama between Eric Clapton and Phil Collins because uh, there is something that happened there. <laughs> well. I did hear of some drama between different rock stars actually recently. Of course, that it's probably one that's not a big surprise either. Mm-hmm. Now, which one uh, were you? Thinking it was. Of? Um, there was. I know that I had read this little uh, article and watched a video essay accompanying it. That was about uh, bands that have toured with Aerosmith that have oh. had a notoriously bad time. Really? Now, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, yeah. I there's. One in particular that uh, that stuck out to me that I thought was kind of funny. Um, so when Rush was very early on in their career, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they went out with different bands, and one of them at, at one of the tours they did was Aerosmith. They went out with Aerosmith. So Aerosmith, I guess, was uh, rather just like not that pleasant to them. Like really turning down their instruments during their set, not allotting them a sound check. You know, kind of just wow, being shitty for the sake of being shitty. But then, mm-hmm. uh, from Russ's uh, in an excerpt from their longtime manager, he said, "But a lot of bands are like that because you know Rush kind of called them out to be better, and mm-hmm. you know they they couldn't hold they knew they couldn't hold up next to Rush musically. Yeah, which is like it's like yeah, that's not a biased statement. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like they're Rush. Listen, they're I, Rush. I know, like." <laughs> I almost feel that's as close objective as you can get when it comes to stuff like this. I mean, it's all subjective. Yeah. But I, I hey, listen, as someone who's a fan of rush. Aerosmith, it is Rush. <laughs> it is Rush. I mean, I, I enjoy both too, but I mean, come on, it's Rush. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I guess um, they were rather crappy. So as time went on, you know, Joe Perry left Aerosmith and went out with the Joe Perry band. Mm-hmm. As fate would turn out. Joe Perry band was opening for Rush on a leg of a tour. Mm -hmm. So Getty made it a point to like, hey, take care of them as if you were us. Give them the best treatment. Like told the crew, instructed everyone on their team. 
you mm-hmm. know. And some point during the show, you know, Getty wanted to come in to see how everything was. Hey, Joe's want to make sure they're taking care of you and everything, mm-hmm. you know. And Joe's like, oh, yeah, everything's great, you know. And Getty responded with, that's good, because I'd really hate for you to be treated the first time we were treated when we went out with you guys mm. and just left. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize your name was Petty Lee. That's, yeah. Okay. It's like, ouch. Okay. <laughs> but also, way to do it with some class and dignity there, too, Getty. Yeah. Nice. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, I guess like this also came from like a interview that Getty did, like where this person who pulled the story, like mm-hmm. the different stories from various interviews of the rocks of different rock stars who they talked about in Aerosmith. And I guess in Joe's book, he didn't recall taking them out, but he's like, but seriously though, they are no, I'm sorry. It was a Rolling Stone article where Joe said this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he said like, you know, no, Getty was great. I mean, I don't recall ever, ever taking him out in the first row, but like if there was something that went wrong, then I really wish I, I am sorry that I, but we had no idea of it. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But it's mm-hmm. interesting because you always hear of stories of older rock stars having feuds over some silly things too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I know, uh, as far as like Phil Collins and, uh, Robert Plant, um, there were lots of issues with the, uh, what was it? The Live Aid. It was Live Aid show, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that did yeah, the, that the Led Zeppelin reunion. And yeah. like, uh, what? Uh, at first, Phil Collins was supposed to be the drummer to fill in for John Bonham. But then like Jimmy Page brought in a, a second drummer. And yeah, I know Phil in his autobiography talks about he went to talk to him. It's like, OK, here's how you do a two drummer rig. And the guy was like, no, I'm not doing that. And the set was a mess. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I feel that the only, like, drummer that mm-hmm. would have been able to do that, mm-hmm. but probably give as much difficulty playing mm-hmm. with another drummer, would have been Neil Pert, as we circle the crush. Yeah, actually. yeah. But, uh, but, I mean, I think him and Peter would, but I also just think that it's not that Neil does, never really played well with others. I just think that he would never think the concept of having another drummer. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, why would that be good when I could just hit that rhythm? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Phil Collins even <laughs> talked about, like, he, he got used to working with other drummers because when he yeah. took over lead vocals, he's like, okay, but I, I want to get behind the drum set as much as possible. So, like, you know, they would have to have an onset drummer for most of the songs, but like, yeah. Every once in a while, he wants to jump back there and get get some notes in there. And so he was used to doing two drummers. I'd read this uh, interview with him. I can't remember when or where I did, but it was him talking about like bands that had two drummers because he brought up the Grateful Dead and the Grateful Mm -hmm. Dead had two drummers all throughout their majority of their live career, Mm -hmm. like up until 95. And he talked like he had seen them at like, like, I think that they were opening for them early in their Genesis days or something. Mm-hmm. And he saw the two rigs and was just like, this is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And like, he, you know, he blew his mind. Like, yeah. holy crap. You know, there's two drummers on stage. <laughs> Look at that. That is great. You know, and, you know, they all they have all these other stuff. Like, it was mostly him just kind of singing the praises of those two drummers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... That that was the excerpt I read because it was something related towards the Dead's drummers. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, which it are... just... oh. oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say it's just nice seeing like two classic rock legends being like, "Hey, I know this other guy and he's awesome." You don't get that that often. yeah. You don't get <laughs> you don't you really don't. It's mostly like like 
Like we've stayed them bitching yeah. at each other. Yeah. Like Eric Clapton. I, but you mentioned. Yeah, no, him I was about to say Phil, Phil Collins and Eric Clapton. But yeah. I was like, you know, it's really everybody in heard... Eric Clapton. <laughs> yeah, because I, 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 I haven't heard. I don't think. I don't think I know the Clapton and uh, Collins beef. I don't know either. I, I'm aware of a lot of the other beefs yeah. that Clapton has. <laughs> like. Well, I, I always bring up the quote from the book because, like, Eric, he became friends with Eric Clapton and Robert Plant at the same time. He talked about, like, we, okay. we, you know, I became really good friends with both of them. They are, like, music legends to me. And to this day, I still consider Robert a good friend. And then that's it. But, like, that omniscient, yeah. it's just like, what happened? <laughs> See, that's funny. I've read Eric's book and I don't remember him ever mentioning Phil once. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I mean, I know Phil produced, <laughs> or I know he worked on a couple albums with them, and he, he produced did. at least he wor- one. Well, yeah. I mean, now, now he would probably say that they worked on mm-hmm. that album not yeah. together, but they worked. They mm-hmm. worked. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it was interesting, but yeah. Fascinating. Are we ready to get into the worst movies of the year? Yes, let's All right. get into our list of bad, bad films. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, I, I do want to stretch. Well, we'll 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 get to it when we get to my number five. But yeah, we're 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 starting out with your number five right here. <laughs> oh yeah, Black Adam. Mm-hmm. Okay, just I put this. I want to be clear. If it's at the bottoms of my list, like mm-hmm. you know, I didn't like it for the best. Like I didn't really love it, but I did enjoy it a lot. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like the opposite. Like I didn't absolutely hate this. Yeah, like, I really didn't. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy this movie. I just just I felt like a lot like. With this with a lot of other DC properties, they they just kind of fumbled near the finish. Mm-hmm. They it, and well, they fit again. They fit way too much of a storyline in. Mm-hmm. I mean, cool. Introduce some more he- more characters. That's cool. But like, don't make those characters you introduce better than your title character. Yeah, I know. Like, the the I Justice would have Society. Much rather wanted. Yeah, I would have much rather wanted that movie. Yeah, the like, Justice Society. I wanted that was... movie instead. A much more interesting uh, cast, I thought, than Black Adam. And I thought the Black Adam stuff was decent. It was decent, yeah. Yeah. But, like, the Justice Society stuff was better. And yeah. when I found out Pierce Brosnan was in it, it was like, well, dude, like, Pierce is going to steal this whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and he does. He, <laughs> he's, he totally does. And yeah. I'm so all right with that. And, and what's like, crazy is how effortlessly he does it. Like, he, he he's not oh even trying. God. He's stealing this no. thing. <laughs> no, it's like he takes off the mask. And the scene is stolen. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it's a. He is... breathes and says, uh, and the movie's stolen. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, like it's, it's important <laughs> to stress. Like, it's not like we sat down and watched pure flicks movies. Otherwise, this would all be filled up with absolute crap. It would all be pure flicks. Like, this is, yeah, this is, this is and not be very angry from my opinion, but I can huh. see where it can go on here because I feel like what we have is a decent yeah. Black Adam movie and a decent Justice Society movie. And they just kind of mash them together, even though they don't 100% fit. And then they make a meh movie. That's kind of where I land on this. It's like, it didn't make my list, but I can see where it ends up on your list. Yeah, yeah like, it, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, like, I, I didn't hate it. Yeah. Like, I just, uh, it, they, they just misdirection, mm-hmm. misdirection on DC's part. And it's, it, it's unfortunate that they use this as a springboard to, you know, announce Cavill's return and mm-hmm. introduce and establish 
you know, um, Dwayne Johnson in this canon. Yeah. Only for it not to really fucking matter. Yeah. For so now this makes me wonder what's going to happen about, yeah, what happened with Shazam? Like, what's up with this? We now? will have to see. I mean, I, I have a strong suspicion they're going to play out the movies they have, which is Shazam 2, Aquaman 2, and Flash. And I think that might be it. And then that'll be it after that's hard reboot. That's why I suspect. They shouldn't run that last one. I mean, they shouldn't be, mm-hmm. but that's Well, another... Flash, yeah. I mean, they if they're going to play it out, where the hell is Batgirl? Come on. <laughs> well, they shouldn't just for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. I, who knows? Ezra is kind of a piece of crap. Mm-hmm. Not kind of, is a piece mm-hmm. of crap. No, I mean, I think the fact is studio put they a lot of money are, into it yeah. and they don't want to flush it down the toilet like they did with Batgirl. And they were gay. It, <sighs> they didn't want to flush it down the toilet and they got OG Keaton to return for mm-hmm. Batgirl. Yeah. We will see. Okay. We will see. But hey. yeah, I, it, it, Black Adam didn't make my list, but I can see how it ends up on yours. Uh, so my number five was 3,000 Years of Longing. And you might be thinking, hey, when did you discuss this on the podcast? I didn't. Nope. Uh, during that, that uh, it was like theater day where like movie tickets were like three bucks or something like yeah. that for like a day. Yeah, I went to see this during that day. Um, and I was kind of excited. It was It's a George Miller movie. And everybody talked about how like Tom Cruise introduced top gun maverick wasn't that great well george george miller introduced this people introducing movies is common and this isn't like a terrible movie visually this movie has some stunning moments um but the storyline doesn't quite work for me it's definitely a storyline exploring relationships and um this kind of how we allow them to kind of define ourselves. And it's an interesting idea, but I don't really feel like it properly explores it well. And, you know, I'm kind of disappointed to put George Miller movie on here because he's a director I absolutely love. But I'm, I'll be honest, I haven't loved all his movies, and this one kind of falls into the later camp. Um, I don't know if you saw this one at all, Bobby, but... No, I, yeah. I didn't. And honestly, uh, I saw a trailer for it. Yeah. I say when I when we when I saw uh, Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. Jurassic World. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, right, it's from Miller. Yeah. And he's good. And just once, like, the trailer had kind of played through, I was kind of like, this seems kind of stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I... It did, is this a romantic comedy, a weird fantasy trope mm-hmm. thing? I don't know. This seems... No, it, it's a movie that has big ideas in a relationship, but doesn't quite get there. Um, and yeah, that ends up number five. I don't hate it by any means. You know, I'm, I'm sure my opinions are kind of like Bobby's on Black Adam. It's, it's, it's fine. Yeah. It just ended up here, kind of. <laughs> yeah. And then that brings us to my number four, which was Jurassic World Dominion. Minor spoilers, this, this won't be the last time we're talking about this one, but... Um, no, you're going to hear... We're, we're entering into repeater territory now. Yeah, this is a... This was... I had no high expectations going for this, but I wanted to give it a shot. I wanted it to be good, and it wasn't. I just... I still cannot get over the fact that they set up in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, a movie that I don't like, but at the end of it, they said that dinosaurs are now all over the world. 
And even though it was unbelievable at the beginning of this movie, they established that they even went over the oceans, which I don't even know how they did that. But okay, whatever. I'll accept your your premise to, to get to the story. Cruise. Yeah. And then <laughs> what they do is they take all the main characters and put them in a dinosaur park. The whole world is filled with dinosaurs, but we still had to put them in a dinosaur park. It's just like this movie is just its whole premise is just no. And locust the main villain we have to deal with here is locust it's not dinosaurs it's locust and uh, you know i'm fine with the anti-corporate angle but locust dodson uh, we got dodson here yeah we got dodson nobody cares yeah (laughs) nobody cared at all uh yeah yeah well i mean is there anything you want to say before we get back to this (laughs) oh i'll share my thoughts on this later all right (laughs) Uh, okay, we're at your number three. Yeah. Or number yeah. four. So number I, admittedly, when we didn't go through, and I did say this on show day, I did not watch this because it looked awful mm-hmm. and abysmal. Well, I stand corrected. I did watch it for the end of the year wrap up. Mm-hmm. Oh, fucking why? What, why is this a move? Why? Mm. I mean, uh, uninspired doesn't even begin to describe yeah, it. That's, this was just dude, yeah. fucking abysmal. I don't know if we oh mentioned it. It's Morbius God. for people. Listening. Yeah, it's Morbius. Yes, yeah. sorry. Yes, it's Morbius. I, 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 I couldn't. And I'm already not a big Leto fan. I no, I, no. I feel his. He's flat as an actor with his deliveries and monologues and every given performance. He it's I just don't care for it. This was just already a, a character. So I I thought it was interesting that they're doing it because true. He is a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if I, other than the comic books, the only media he's probably ever appeared in is probably a few television series. Like, I know he was in the 90s animated series where he should have been voiced by Tommy Wiseau. And I still think he was, Tommy wasn't he? Wiseau played. He was. <laughs> no, no, he sounded a lot like Tommy oh, Wiseau. Oh, hi, though. Peter. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Remember when I was rewatching that, I, was, I found the clip of it as soon as he was like, dude, did Tommy Wiseau voice him? Mm, well, I did that re edit on the. the... <laughs> I put that That's on the podcast channel. I think I just you I can't did. resist it. Because yeah. <laughs> he sounds like Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. <laughs> Tear me apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have much rather watched that on a, on a loop. Actually, I would have Dude, rather watched that than this whole movie. Like this. Oh, this movie technically would have been worse, but way more enjoyable if instead of Jared Leto, it was Tommy Wiseau it was Morbius. Just infinitely mm. more entertaining. Mm. <laughs> Technically worse, but it would have been the more black... entertaining. <laughs> it would have been a black comedy of Tennessee Williams proportions. Yeah, but uh, we will get to Morbius <laughs> again soon. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, fuck this movie. Fuck uh, this your movie. number, yeah, it'd be your number three. Avatar. Yeah, mm. yeah, number three, Avatar. Yes, and I know this is a very controversial place for me to put this, mm-hmm. but. Uh, mine has nothing to do with box office numbers or quotas mm-hmm. or Hashtag any bomb. representation <laughs> issue. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Or any representation issue. It's just I found the story itself 
lazy and repetitive as the first. Mm-hmm. Now, CGI, special effects, sound, all of it, it looked and sounded fucking beautiful and phenomenal and what I knew it would. But I, I, I don't know, I just feel like walking into this, I didn't have a lot of expectations for it. I wasn't a big fan of the original. I kind of thought it was, again, all that. I felt that the story was borrowed too much from other media and things that I had already seen and knew and were very familiar with this. I just felt he copied the same formula from the first. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it's it, not it, made for that. Mm. Huh? Yeah. I, yeah. And, and there, there are definitely like a lot of it like, okay, like, you know, this, these outsiders come to a new area, learn the ways of the people there and, you know, become a part of their, their community and their tribe. Kind of like what his mission was in the first. I felt, and I know this is funny, I felt the clone bad guy mm-hmm. was just so bad and lazy. I yeah. thought that was, this coming from the same yeah. guy who did write a James Bond pitch mm-hmm. about cloning all of Spectre's agents. Mm-hmm. But I felt, but I'll, I'll still stand by that. I still feel that's a better idea because that's within the realm of possibilities of Spectre. I just, uh, I thought it was bad. I well, just thought it was bad. This is definitely the one I think this year we, we disagree the most on. Um, but I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, I think you have some arguments that make sense. Like, yeah. I think the villain works here. But, like, I think that essentially it's the same villain from the first one. I think he works better in the first one. Um, it's one of the few things yeah. I actually think work better in the first one. I think overall I like this yeah, one I, more. I, I, I might like it less yeah. with rewatch. Um, I know I like the first like, one less with rewatch. So yeah, I eh. think that if if it were to work like, well, there were things in this that they did that I did enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, again, I think I kind of think him working as a bad guy worked a little bit better in this one than it mm-hmm. did in the bat. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I just, I just didn't like it being something and being mm-hmm. cloned. Like, you mean this man who was so hateful of these species? willingly signed up for this i don't know that is not the same bad guy as the first one did no. he willingly no. sign up for it i mean kind of when you join the um, army you just sign over your body <laughs> well true true mm. true who knows it was a future time they could have yeah. changed mm. their alien ways uh, well the sigourney weaver angle too i also really enjoyed that and mm. i enjoyed her performance in it mm. too because mm. it was probably about an hour or so in where i was like that's Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, she plays a teenage cool. girl here. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah, but uh, just, uh, yeah. <laughs> that, come on, James. You're, well, you raised the bar on yourself for a reason. <laughs> I, I don't have much negative to say about this one, but we will get to my thoughts on it in a while. We got a little bit till it's still. But, yeah, we got uh, a while to go. <laughs> Uh, next is, uh, oh yeah, my number three, uh, Rob Zombies of the Monsters. I've, I've stayed again and again. This wasn't as bad as I feared it would be. I wasn't a fan though. Um, like, I feel like it's like essentially a prequel story, but like it gets to the actual, like when we get to the ending, we're actually getting to like the series stuff and it's like, oh my God, this feels so much better, but I know the movie's ending and I kind of want it to end because yeah. this is, this has been a bit much. But like I said, it's not like this movie is infinitely better than that trailer. I would pr- like this between like watching that trailer like a couple times in a row and wa- rewatching this movie. I'd probably rewatch the movie because that trailer is a 
just egregious, even though you could get through it faster. Yeah. Uh, this movie is better than that. And uh, even though he's not Fred Gwen, the, the, who was it? Jeff Daniels Davis, who does uh, Herman. Mm-hmm. He's not bad. Yeah, I think so. He does diff- a different bad, job, no. but he's not bad. Um, yeah, it just, it just kind of ended up here. It's, it's, it's I mean, he not... did have some big shoes to fill. Yeah. Figuratively. Yeah. And yeah, he like, does his own like, style yeah. and I think it works. It works well enough. It's obviously not Fred Gwen, but he works. Um, but yeah, I still didn't like it. <laughs> uh, any, any additional thoughts on monsters? Cause I, Oh yeah, yeah this was, this one was a chore to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, it wasn't I as remember, bad as I feared, but it wasn't it wasn't good. It wasn't as bad as I, I was I was afraid it was going to be, but it was not enjoyable either. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, yeah, n- nothing further. Yeah. Oh yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> oh, this was almost number one. It was so close to me. This was this was rough. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, like they they wanted to Halloween 2018 this. They brought back the original Survivor from the first one. Um, not the same actress, but like they destroy her character here. I feel this is an awful representation of her character. Um, she's she be fair. She really didn't have much of a character in the first one. No, but like. Like they, they set her up. I guess they set her up to just be crazy, and then she just dies. I mean, she's she's essentially there, almost like a roadblock to the new hero, and then she dies. And it's like, what was even the point of bringing her in if that was all you were going to do with her? And I don't know. I mean, I that's just one thing. Like, if you cut out that stuff, this movie still doesn't work. It has a, it has good gore effects. I will give it that. There's a couple good slasher scenes. But yeah. this story does not work. I was honestly, for the most part, rooting for uh, Leatherface to kill everybody in the movie. Yeah. I, I, as, I, as was I before it started. Yeah. I, was just I, like, I didn't just, even just kill these kids. The characters. I just go, like, nah. start the chainsaw. Let, let's just, get to why we're all here. Yeah, just cut people up. And that's the thing. Like, this movie starts out, and I'm kind of on board for, like, 15 minutes and then no and then no <laughs> uh, see, see. I, I enjoyed this I did yeah. but I'm a fan of the genre mm-hmm. of the horror of the slasher genre so mm-hmm. I mean I, I like most all of these mm-hmm. especially if it's the classics and, and I am a fan of the Texas Chainsaw series as convoluted and crazy as they are mm-hmm. but the, I I, com- I completely agree with you about the character Sally Hargress. I completely agree mm-hmm. with you on that. That I feel is one thing that this movie did not do well, like Halloween uh, twenty eighteen did. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I <laughs> parts of this work and a lot of it don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. But yeah, it, I, I was here for the gore. Yeah, and no, I, and I was sad. If you're if you're just if you just want the gore, this this movie has good gore effects. I will give it that. Oh yeah, and this and the infamous bus scene. Sure, that line is cringy, but what happens after that mm-hmm. makes that line go down so easy. Oh yeah, like like <laughs> the bus scene until we get to gore is, is bad, but then we get to gore. And it's like okay, this is pretty good. <laughs> and then you're just like, yep, this is why I am watching this movie. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. Oh, yes, you're number two. Number. Yes, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. It's, it's again, it's, this is another one like Avatar. Like, you know, I knew what I was walking into when I got it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just kind of more think that this should have came out a few years earlier than when it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I really don't hate this movie mm-hmm. at all. It was really hard for me to pick ones that I hated, hated. Yeah, no. Like, I, I think number one is really the only one that I truly hated. Yeah, number one but, is, is uh, quite a... Uh, yeah, we'll get to it. But because, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I even enjoyed everything that was on the on our list of movies we watched. Mm-hmm. Like, I did enjoy everything. So it was hard for me to, like, find something that I really didn't to fill this spot. But, I mean, it's it was good. I mean... I think it's more so with me. I have a harder time doing the separating an art from from artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that can be tricky with Tom Cruise. Because um, in my opinion, he does yes. good movies, but god damn. He he's just, weird. He's, <laughs> he's that's playing it politely. Fucking, he is such an odd duck. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. T- top Gun Maverick was actually one that almost made my top five, and it, then it almost made my honorable mentions. And then it got dropped off because there's honorable mentions I wanted to get into my top five, and this just didn't quite make it. Because um, I think it's a very entertaining movie, but it is. Um, the conversation around it has been fucking stupid. The whole oh, you know, it's it, it made so much money because it's not woke the fuck and then no, like no, hearing much money because it's, it's top gun and top yeah. gun is good war propaganda i mean profiteering yeah and like yeah. hearing idiots like the critical drinker talk about how like somehow this is some sort of like independent movie that tom cruise made and it's like the fuck are you on this is paramount this dude. is paramount <laughs> backed yo like <laughs> the fucking mountain yeah, is backing this. Yeah, like, this is this is not a low budget indie put movie. Put <laughs> bottle down, you fucking lush. Yeah, Good it's Lord. like Good the conver- Lord. Like I guess for me, like as much as I enjoyed the actual movie, the conversation around it was just absolutely infuriating. It's like, can we just enjoy the movie? Why, why do we have to have these idiotic conversations with these idiots about it? It's tiny PP energy is big energy. Yeah, it's top energy. But yeah, like I, one thing I want to reiterate, like a lot of the movies that are making our worst list aren't the worst things ever. And we keep on saying that. And it's because throughout the year, we mainly just go to movies that we're interested in. And it means we're yeah. hoping we enjoy them. Um, if we wanted to fill it up with shit, we would just sit down and watch Pure Flix. <laughs> watch we five Pure Flix movies sh- from 2022 and boom, our list is filled. <laughs> Bob, Bob and I would share a, a, a Pure Flix account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just fucking okay god's not dead eight god <laughs> ah. we'll do live stream reacts whatever. yeah whatever the fuck kevin sorbo's doing now <laughs> being an idiot on Twitter. yeah yeah that's all he's doing <laughs> but yeah i uh, mean if you want a good laugh follow him on twitter mm-hmm. he, he's <laughs> But yeah, his his July sixth stuff or January sixth stuff is classic. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I like this movie. But yeah, it's the conversation around it drove me at the wall. Um, yeah. Let's see where are we at next. And also, oh, I knew the hype one. would come. My fucking number one. This yeah. <laughs> awful piece of fucking abomination. 
fucking shit. Oh my god. I fucking hated this movie. I fucking hated this so much. How are you going to waste your OG... (laughs) Yeah, how are you going to waste your OG cast to, like, not even have a fucking stand-in role? Have them literally fucking do nothing. Nothing. And not even have the leads of the, the new, like, torchbearers of your new franchise fucking be worthless in this and only just cause more trouble for this, the plot. Oh my god. Oh my god. Why was this a fucking movie? Why? Why did we need three of these movies? Oh, no, like, fuck. Like, I'm complaining about the premise, but like, I didn't fuck. even get to the characters. Like, they bring back the OG characters, and I oh, guess Ian Malcolm sorry. has a little bit to do. <laughs> but like, all Alan, like, and then Sadler, I guess, has a little bit to do when she discovers a locust, and all Alan Grant has to do is like, <laughs> Like fawn over Sattler. That's all he has. He's like, oh, literally all. Oh, it's like, <laughs> dude, like you can't write something for him. No, he just has the hots for Sattler. Alan Great. Grant. Yeah, fucking. How dare? Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> uh, you know, like we we could have just done it off screen where they get into a relationship, but no, that has to be his whole his whole storyline in this movie. Ugh. And Ossie, like, Owen and Claire, what, they're, yeah, they're going after Blue's kid, and, you know, there's potential in that, because Blue is the best character in the other ones, and Blue is barely in this one, so, that's yeah, a lost one. Yeah, so, that was a swing and a miss there. But, yeah, they're going after Blue's kid, and they land in the dinosaur park, even though the whole world is dinosaurs, we were going to a dinosaur park, because fucking stupid plot stuck in its own goddamn fucking cliches. <laughs> and they ran out of a, so that, as opposed to even creating another, a new bad guy or threat or, you know, engine derivative or anything like that, they just have fucking Dotson, a mm-hmm. character that everyone literally fucking forgot about. I fucking forgot about him until yeah. I got home from seeing the movie and reading stuff about it. Yeah, I mean, going like, wait, it was that meme. fucking he's, guy? He's, that, he's the, the meme guy. <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah. Dodson's here. Dodson here. The, Nobody cares. Nobody. The, the, the this fucking movie. Oh my mm-hmm. god. Like oh. It took almost every ounce of me not to walk out of it. Now when that reveal like I just just when I realized that I'm not going to see the the our the three originals doing anything. This mm-hmm. is just fucking abysmal. Yeah. It's 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 and it was good. bad because people mm-hmm. around me were legitimately enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, this is this is someone like in the row next to me. Like I got up afterwards, like that was really great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Anything to add before we get to my number one? Uh, fuck this movie. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. Fuck the. Fuck those three movies. So my number one's an interesting one because I think <laughs> on a lot of technical qualities, this is fine. In fact, I think across the board, everything about this is probably fine. It's not particularly good. And it's not particularly bad. It's just fine. Which is my biggest problem with this fucking movie is that there's nothing noteworthy in it. Nobody's significantly good. Nobody's significantly bad. Everybody is just giving in a milk toast, fine performance and it's boring as shit i mean that's that's why i end up in my number one spot because like which movie would i like to rewatch the least it, it had to be morbius there is 
I just like maybe Matt Smith, like one percent. Nobody else seems to care. They're just they're phoning this in, you know, not even that they're doing a bad job. They're just not doing a good job. It's just right down the line. Uh, just that they don't care. Yeah, they just they don't care. But they're they're skilled enough that they can't like completely suck. But they don't care. Um, and it just don't care. Yeah. And I just like at least like something like Jurassic World Dominion. I can laugh at that one because it's dumb. Um, this one isn't even, this one doesn't even have the common courtesy to be dumb. I would actually probably not rank this number one if there was a genuine scene in there where he says it's Morbin time. Because that would at least be fucking funny, and I would chuckle at that. We don't even get anything so bad it's good in this. This is just, uh, it's a chore. So yeah, that was my number one. Anything you want to add about yeah, Morbis that, before we, we sign it off? No, that, no, that, no, that movie was pretty bad yeah they, it was so bad that they tried to re-release it or <laughs> oh, because it. the memes <laughs> and then it just was worse it had even worse returns than yeah. its initial go so i mean again you know at least they learned their lesson after the second time and didn't need an additional 13 times to try it man i want them to release it 13 more times so i want to flush oh, money I'm down the toilet on this one <laughs> you fucking made it just fucking drive it to the ground mother well i mean yeah <laughs> maybe it would be so good that you know it would drive sony completely out and then marvel would have to come in and buy up their spider-man rights again god it's annoying i don't want disney to become more powerful but i, I do want marvel to have yeah. spider-man back and <laughs> I do want Marvel to have Spider Man back. Yeah. It's 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 weird. Middle. It's just, it was the same thing when they were buying Fox. It's like I want Marvel to have the X Men, but I don't want Disney to have Fox. I don't know what I think. I don't. Know. Yeah, I I don't want the Simpsons to be owned by the mouse. Mm-hmm. But yes, uh, are we ready to talk about some good movies? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about some good movies. Okay. Uh ooh, spoiler. Okay. So. I'm going over a couple of honorable mentions, and then I, uh, you, oh, okay, okay. I know you have some honorable mentions. Go over. Um, my first honorable mention is uh, Violent Night. I kind of wanted this to be in the top five just because I enjoyed it so much. This is just a fun, like, super violent Christmas movie that actually had a heart to it, and it, it, it just kind of fucking worked for me, and I enjoyed it. I can't wait to rewatch yeah. it next year. Um. It was just a lot of fun. It couldn't quite make my top five, but I just wanted to give it a shout out. Um, any words about Violent Night, Bobby? No, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this one. And uh, I've seen this like passing around on like rumor mill or just like fandom horror sites mm-hmm. that like this and Krambus that came out, I want to say in 2015, maybe seven, 16. Yeah, I was thinking 2016, uh, but it could be 15. could be 17. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, these two characters, Krambus and this version of St. Nick, mm-hmm. uh, definitely exist in the same cinematic universe. And Do they? Mostly, well, they could just because mm-hmm. of the worlds that were yeah. around in each of them. And I'll give you that. Give I you kind that. of want that versus movie now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's mostly more so for the sense of the Versus movie. I'm yeah. Just, I'm okay with that, too. Yeah, like, I'm comfortable with that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm oddly comfortable with it. Uh, the other honorable mention I want to drop in there was Weird. 
My my all time favorite biopic movie, probably. This is a. Uh... That is also one of my honorable mentions as well. Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. This is this is insanely dumb, but also <laughs> honest and frank. No, I just I love what Weird Al does with this. He obviously he mm-hmm. sees how most like obviously I think Bohemian Rhapsody was a big inspiration. Just kind of Queen oh, being involved with that movie. And just like, you know, oh, aren't we all great? Aren't we all wonderful? So Weird Al took that to the next level. <laughs> just went all insane. And it's amazing. He, went... he must have yeah. wrote this before he <laughs> he was assassinated in 1985. And I don't even know how he knew he'd be assassinated in 1985. But he knew it. And he wrote this movie. And now it was finally produced. And still right? released albums after that. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> No, this is this movie is so much fun. Um, this is so such a great ride. Like it is just if you're a fan of Weird Al before the film, like you're gonna love this movie. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely adore this movie and everything about it. Um, yeah, it's it's just a fun ride. It is literally just a fun ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about a couple of your honorable mentions? Okay. Um... One of my honorable mentions uh, is uh, oh, I could cover both. Well, I, I could cover over a few in one, actually. Mm-hmm. I really feel that 2022 was a great year for horror mm-hmm. in particular, because there was a lot of like horror films that were released this year. And it definitely there was some stinkers, some that weren't that great, some that, you know, critically got panned, but I thoroughly enjoyed like uh, I know a lot of people weren't a fan of Halloween Ends, but I I enjoyed it. I they I wasn't a, a fan either, but with... it, it didn't make my either either my list. <laughs> no, 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 it didn't make my best. No, no horror. I tried to like not fill it all with horror. Mm-hmm. I had to pick one that I felt stood above the rest. <laughs> that was hard. That mm-hmm. was really hard. But uh, some honorable mentions I I did put on there was a Hellraiser. Okay, uh, that. That one I felt was very good. I felt yeah. out of all the horror, it was one that definitely stood apart. Yeah, no, like I'd the say others. my feelings for Hellraiser are almost the inverse of my feelings towards the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where I feel like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of started out good and then just kind of went off the rails. I felt like this one, kind yeah. of, Hellraiser kind of started off the rails, but then like gradually got back on the rails to the point where I was like, okay, I'm on board. I'm well... You see, there's things that I I really enjoyed and I kind of hated about um, uh, the new Scream movie, for example. Yeah. Like, um, I understand that we're writing it and it's it, it's not Kevin Williamson's writing in this. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, and I had to kind of, me being a fan of the way that he writes a story and writes dialogue and does it... And how sorely that was missed in 3 and how much I liked seeing it there again in 4. So, I don't know. For this, I, a lot of it kind of felt more like, you know, like like a kid brother hanging around his older brother and friends mm-hmm. and acting like them mm-hmm. and stuff at times. But then other stuff, there's other moments in it where it didn't. I didn't notice that. I didn't get that feeling with it and all. Like it, it, To me, it's like it's one that really wants to be a Scream movie. But mm-hmm. just isn't yeah. at times. Yeah, no, it's overall but, movie I, mean, I enjoy had... quite a bit, but it's not one of my favorites. Yeah, movies. I enjoyed it, but it's 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 definitely not one of my favorite screen movies. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. Mm-hmm. 
Like that's two, two, two and one are my favorites. I, I think four is that, vastly underrated. I really dig. I agree with you. I, actually, I I re I rewatched that right before uh, five, and mm -hmm. yeah, you know, four is definitely underappreciated. Mm -hmm. But we both agree three is terrible. Yeah, no, three is the worst. Three, <laughs> three is the worst. Yeah, okay, good. And we don't have to get into bickering comments or block comments <laughs> for that yeah. either. Well, I think <laughs> um, hey, but, uh, yeah. I think most people agree three is oh. the worst. <laughs> Yeah, most For people will agree. <laughs> I mean, so, some people will argue that Roman was the most inventive character killer, and I, yeah, pretty much because he, he was, was supposed different. to be two people until the last minute. <laughs> I do love watching three and pointing out all the, like that. Ah, that that that's that's not him. Mm -hmm. That's the other killer. That, but that, you know, you know if we would have gotten the movie that you know we we wanted, you know. If, if or the way that the original way that Kevin put, wanted it, it would have been different. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Hellraiser was a great one. Mm -hmm. I did enjoy Scream. Scream was another one, uh, and Halloween Ends. I mentioned. I also enjoyed Nope. Yeah. Now, I I do like Jordan Peele and his style. Jordan Peele, I always feel like has a new, like a different perspective of looking at horror. And finds, like, newer ways to chill and terrify. And mm -hmm. I, I kind of felt he had a knack for it even back in the Key and Peele days whenever they would write mm -hmm. horror or sketches based in that. Because mm -hmm. it would go from, like, you know, gut-busting hilarity to, like, bone-chillingly terrifying. Yeah. Mm. He was able to set a mood so quickly. And I just think it's it, it's great. And mm -hmm. he is a really great filmmaker. Like, like he definitely has a great career ahead of him. Mm -hmm. But man, I, I really, I enjoyed Nope for a lot of different reasons because to me this felt more like a Twilight Zone movie or at like extended episode than anything else. Yeah, I can see that, and that's really what I loved the most about it because, or maybe almost an Outer Limits episode. Mm -hmm. Like you know, not exactly. Like aliens, but they, it kind of was aliens. Yeah, but... it kind of is. <laughs> but it's it just, I, I really enjoyed how they told the story in this, and just, I, I thought it was really great of, like, kind of uh, subverting expectations. And also, like, man, that little uh, underplot with the monkey. and mm -hmm. That is that, a bit terrifying. That, yeah. That be, yeah, that, I'll admit, was... First time in a long time I've been uncomfortable in a theater mm -hmm. watching something. Well, I just kind of going, oh fuck, they're not going to show that, are they? I don't want to see that. What well, no, thing? They, oh, they... it's just out of focus. Yeah, they mm. don't show it, but like, <laughs> but they, it's out like of they focus. give you, you know like you on. see like you see around it, and then you see like sound effects, and it's like he's painting a picture for you without painting a picture. Kind of how he does that yeah. scene is kind of amazing. We'll get more into well, Nope later, how, but well, yeah. Like how they pan into the shot, mm -hmm. like from the backstage area, and you just hear what's happening. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, oh, that, hmm. fucking beautiful, fucking beautiful, man. I mm -hmm. loved it. Uh, that was my favorite part of the whole movie, actually. That that was an intense part. That, um, let's I see. Fucking loved that. Did you have uh, any more honorable mentions? Are you ready for main list? Uh, yeah. Uh, Samaritan. I mean, it's it's fucking. Oh yeah, that was fun. Mm. That was that was a fun fun movie, and actually, I liked it a lot more than I did. Uh, 
The unbearable weight of a massive talent. That almost made my list. That almost made it. That that was definitely the sleeper hit. One of my sleeper surprises. And another one that uh, we didn't cover on the show at all was uh, one I caught when I went to Horror Hound Weekend back in September. Uh, It's a movie called Night Shift. Uh, It's from 2000. Yeah, Michael Keaton, Henry Wrinkler. No, 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 no. What? (laughs) No, it's... uh... That's no, oh, excuse me. It is from this past year, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's um, yeah. It's uh, pretty much the plot of this is a, a desperate young mother, Karen, takes a job as the night shift janitor in a large furniture factory. She is told that she is the only one working at this time. Uh, but after seeing some a strange vehicle idling in the parking lot uh, and finding a door to the factory ajar, she gets the feeling that she might not be alone after all. So it's kind of like one of those thriller, like Hunter Chaser things, mm-hmm. but uh, the movie also has a lot more of a plot to it than just that. But we get kind of seeds to it that they tell the story as it goes on further and further. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's also, like they said, a single mother, but she's also going through a wicked uh, separation with the uh, kid's father. Mm-hmm. And you could already guess who's behind that idling car and everything and they these these group of guys come in start terrorizing her and she kind of fights them off one by one um really good and plays with terror and suspense very well like they 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 studied at the school of argento and hitchcock Mm. and it's it's great so if you're able to track it down it's it's definitely worth a watch Mm -hmm. i believe you could probably rent it off of amazon Nice. But yes, also, if you ever do go to, if you listening, or even next time you're at a con, Bob, I, I strongly recommend checking out the film festival. You'll, you'll find a jack. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I mean, hopefully there'll be more comfortable seats than the seats they had for us at the Sheridan where the festival was. But Oof. Yeah, I could, I oh, could imagine. Oh, like banquet chairs. Yeah. Oh, two God. and a half hours. Oh, yeah. Uh, just. I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm going to sitting like you're right yeah my back <laughs> all, right. all right so right from the main list yes all right let's get into these uh let me get this all set up okay ah uh, yes my number five the batman this was an excellent batman movie um it, it would honestly be excellent. higher up on my list if it wasn't so goddamn long there's lots of editing that could be done to this okay. but like yeah the, the themes yeah. the atmosphere I love this movie actually has a lot to say about Batman. You know, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it's not in your face about it. It's just Batman's essentially a psychopath in the beginning of this movie. And it's him learning what the fuck is the point of Batman? Because it has to be more than him just running around killing criminals, which is all he is at the beginning of this movie. That's all he is. That's all he wants to do with it. And I love how it explores that. Uh, Paul Dano as the Riddler is terrifying. Um, you know, this is just like like Paul Dano playing a psychopath. This almost feels like it's like custom made for him. Just the way he's able to do a performance. It's just like it feels a little offbeat. And I love that. Um, and of course, I mean, you have to mention Colin Farrell as the penguin. He's he's awesome. Um, uh, Zoe well, Saldana. He definitely Cat- played Zoe a Saldana. <laughs> yeah, he... Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Yeah, as Catwoman yeah. is great. <laughs> He definitely played a different penguin. Yeah. I, mean, I don't want to say one that we've never seen before because 
the Penguin in the Gotham TV series was definitely like had his gangster moments, but he also had his psychopathic moments mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Which I, I can't think of that actor's name, but my God, he was fucking good as Penguin too. Mm-hmm. But Colin Farrell was really great as the as like the the gangster mm-hmm. Oswald yeah. Cobblepot. Yeah, and I'm I'm interested to see what they do. Like, I assume there will be a sequel to this, and it won't even surprise me if the if they when they do the reboot of the DCEU, they do it from this. Because I mean, this is already established as its own universe. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, and this this was really like critically loved. So, just get an editor who's a bit more uh, willing to chop stuff, and you you got a great one. <laughs> who's not afraid to tell a director <laughs> no. You know this scene. Of... This scene that's like five shots. We could probably do it in two. <laughs> you, you know all those scenes of the people entering the building, and we don't have any of the principal players in there, just extras walking in. Yeah, we don't need that. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe for a second. We don't need it for three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> but other than that, like fucking great movie. I loved it. Um, I just love the the tone of the whole thing. Matt Reeves definitely had a an idea for this movie, and he he. I'm happy that Warner Brothers let him do it. Um, let's see what we have. Oh, my number five. All right. Glass mm. Onion. Yeah, mm. man. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie down to the cast mm-hmm. to where each player, each character in there had their own like quirk stick about them. Yeah, so almost. We, we almost got everyone exhibited, not fully, but like, you know, we did get a good and I, I just liked the, the whole way of how they, how Ryan J- Johnson told the story, mm-hmm. like how we get to see a lot of them in present day and we mm-hmm. get to see how they're all well established in their own field and, you know, doing quite well for all themselves, but literally how Edward Norton's character did help them all get mm-hmm. to where they are. Yes. Whether it wasn't through the most honest of ways mm-hmm. at most parts, but we also get to see like the people they were. And the people that they now have become. Yeah. But they're still the people they always were. They're just playing up to be that persona mm-hmm. of, you know, what they choose to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we see these people and how Edward Norton helps them get to where they're at. But we also see how Edward Norton gets to where he's at. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it, I love this. Movie. I, and also Daniel Craig hit like, mm-hmm. This is like a great character mm-hmm. for him. Oh yeah, and it's definitely. And I, I did feel like there's a lot of like I almost want to say just kind of in jokes that he was making about himself in this as playing Bond for so many years. Like when he walked in in that full like um onesie almost outfit. Yeah, <laughs> just walked right into the pool. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, but it- like the absurdity of all of this is really what I loved the most about it. Like, just the absurdity. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> like, you just have these rich people who are just, like, so up their own goddamn asses. Um, so up their own fucking ass. Yeah, I'll get more it's into this when we later. Because I definitely, this is not the first time this is going to pop up on the list. So, uh, uh, next up, we have, oh, yes. Mine, Clerks 3. Mm-hmm. The... Long, long-awaited mm-hmm. bookend to this trilogy that, I mean, for years, I didn't even know if he was actually going to finish writing it or not. 
Like, I knew that he had toyed with the idea of writing sequels to some of his older movies mm-hmm. after Clerks 2. But, I mean, he even said, if anything, like, I think the only thing that really needs a seat that should get a sequel would probably be Mallrats and Dogma. Mm-hmm. Never said, Chasing Amy's a closed story. That's mm-hmm. a closed story. And I agree with him on that. That, mm-hmm. that one is. I, 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 it'd be interesting to see him try and make it in today's world. Yeah. That. But, you know. <laughs> well, I'm, um, I'm kind of grateful hmm? you decided to put Clerks 3 on here because it did not make my list. Yeah. It wasn't really a contender, but I did. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. This I did. felt like I did. a return and to form for him. <laughs> it really did. And, I mean, I feel with Clerks 2, he kept trying to, like, branch out as a writer in that one, mm-hmm. but still keep his fan base. And I, I enjoyed it because I felt it was him growing as a filmmaker. Yeah. And it's what I like to see because, you know, like, I'm not the same person that I was when I first discovered his work. I, too, am growing as a person. Yeah. And it's just like to see that evolution of, like, you know, growth mm-hmm. within a person. And, I mean, a lot had happened to him since, you know, the last or the last Clerks movie. He had almost Kevin Smith had almost died of a heart attack. Mm-hmm. He's turned his life around, and a lot of this was, I just kind of felt it was, like, probably one of the most true things that he has, like, really written. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, it, it, he could still write a fucking great story. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah, and, well, what I love, it, oh, the love for, uh, and, and the big love that they showed for everything within clerks like there was even references to the animated series Mm -hmm. in this movie yeah and it's those are ones that like i make the jokes and rarely whenever i'm talking to kevin smith fans rarely anyone has ever seen the the show and that's just such a such a crime in my mind because the show is so funny no the animated series was great and but what i found interesting was like if we're looking at raw filmmaking i think yeah um, Kevin Smith probably did the best job in Clerks 2, if you're looking at, like, behind-the-scenes yeah. filmmaking. But if yeah. we're looking at, like, maturity of script, maturity of themes, um, yeah. it's Clerks 3 by, like, a mile. Um, yeah. Like, there still is, like, the crude humor in there. There's plenty of the crude humor in oh, there. Oh, yeah. But there is, there's, there's a lot more thought to this one. There's a lot more, you know, I mean, Hard. they deal with fucking morality, or not morality, mortality in mortality. this Mortality. And... Like- one's uh, own mortality and they 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 don't shy about being blunt about it mm-hmm. and they're also not afraid of killing a beloved character yeah dude Jeff- i mean spoilers at this yeah like i mean it, this has been out long enough mm-hmm. and it's not a spoiler anymore yeah dante dies at the end and yeah. i was not i wasn't ready for that i wasn't ready I for wasn't either ready to and- watch dante die hell I, when the movie oh I got to change batteries. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I definitely am going to add is that like Jeff Anderson and Brian O'Halloran, they fucking bring it in this movie. Like their oh, performance is so, like, I didn't even know they had these performances in them and it's, they, they bring it and they just through raw, like obviously the writing's there, but through raw performance of like bringing that perf- writing to the screen, like, I'm not going to lie. My eyes were not dry at the end of this movie. This was... Uh, this was good. 
Um, this, like I said, it, this felt like a return to form. Hearing Kevin Smith was doing Clerks 3, I'm like, I'm excited, but at the same time, I haven't liked one of his movies in a decade. But then I go in the theater and watch it because I'm still excited because it's fucking Kevin Smith. And like in my That's teenage, right, early Musk. 20s, I loved <laughs> Kevin Smith. And yeah, it felt like I was a kid again, kind of like young, yeah, uh, teenager, early twenties. Uh, this this was felt like a callback to that time period, and he just it was good. Mm. Well, yeah, especially like just every bit of it felt like a callback. And I remember when I first when I was watching this right in the beginning, mm -hmm. they did a quick blink and you miss it, like at one like one of those prayer cards mm -hmm. for Becky. Yeah, and right then I remember even going like, wait, wait, what? Yeah, that was what. Yeah, when they first introduced that, what? I'm like, I, I don't think I like that. Because I, I actually thought Rosario Dawson was being this. And she was, but she yeah. was also busy sh shooting Ahsoka. So she didn't have much screen yeah. time in this. I, but that I, plays I, I into that. the themes. And, and <laughs> that really does. And it works so well with mm -hmm. it. Like, it was good. It mm -hmm. was good. And like you said, like, I didn't even know that we could get a performance like that out of Brian and Jeff. Yeah. And... I mean, man, like I, I and I thought Jeff's like he his acting blew me away in two. Mm -hmm. like, he blew me away. Yeah, no, he definitely like in that, that was like, uh, like jail scene, dude. Yeah, he, he brought he, it. He, mm -hmm. but he brings he it more it. here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he really, really drives it home in this one. Like, I mean, both of them had scenes where they, I, I was tearing up watching it because it was just like God, this is. God, I just I, I believe that these guys have been friends for years, and mm -hmm. this is just a real painful conversation that they're having right now. Like mm -hmm. I'm believing every aspect of it. I believe that he's in the room with his friend watching him die. Like mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, it, it it was rough. Brian talking at uh, Becky's grave. God, damn, that was a great scene. That was like, rough. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough to watch. It was and, well like, done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't like watching Dante be that sad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, Dante, it's, mm -hmm. it sucks, but I know. Mm -hmm. Fucking blows. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I mean, I... fuck. And of course, like, I mean, I don't know why, but like, I, I, I just think it's interesting how it almost seems that like he was writing like the worst thing possibly to happen to him. Mm -hmm. And I think in that scenario from where we left off with Clerks 2, yeah, that would have been the absolute worst scenario. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, like, I mean, I'm more, it's interesting more so that, you know, he didn't have any sort of, like, break and, like, was, like, an alcoholic, like a heavy drinker or something, like, or yeah. even worse. But, no, yeah, this, this movie was, like, so good, and I didn't expect it to pack as much of an emotional punch as it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good one. Like I said, it didn't make really, my list, but really, I liked it. I was happy to see really, it on your yeah. list because I was like, uh, I, 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 I had to put it on. I had, it. I'm him. No, I, I had to put it on. I, it, 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 it belonged because I, it was one that I was one I, I, I was looking forward to the most. Mm -hmm. So, but also like, yeah, yeah. All right, so, it's definitely up there. <laughs> oh yes. So my number, this my, this must be my number four. My number four mm -hmm. is nope. Uh, we already talked about it a little bit, but yeah, like this is Jordan Peele loves his his uh kind of thought thinking man's horror movie, I guess. Mm -hmm. 
you know, yeah. the, this is elevated a, horror. Yeah, I believe this is like as the kids are calling it. Yeah, basic like super creative filmmaker type horror. Just uh, you know, we're gonna have this this like villain, and we're gonna weigh it all down heavily in themes and ideas. And I love how he delivers it here. Um, you know, you could say there's an environmental message with the creature that you know it's it's nature. And, you know, we're, we're fighting against nature. Um, and that's one one things that this movie's about, you know, kind of the title. Like, some things seem too big for us to handle, and we just go, nope. And it's, nope. it's one thing the movie's about. That's where the title comes from. It's, uh, you know, yeah. m- maybe maybe just once don't say nope. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the <laughs> billing comes from the fact that we just go, nope. It's like, okay. Um, but, yes, uh, this is just so artfully done and like i know it's like little things like how the 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 ufo eventually essentially at the end becomes like a camera and it's like this is so like interesting i you know we're looking into the history of like the first filmed person ever uh there are layers of this movie outside the fact yeah. that it just is really really well shot in a really thoughtful movie just on the yeah. face of it oh it it's beautifully shot mm-hmm. and yes also why i had said it's very much like an extended twilight zone episode mm-hmm. it, it, it 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 it's not just something as simple as much as i love the slashers and all, and that simple like formula of, of horror you know that just mm-hmm. you know scare scare flash slash I also love the stuff that makes me sit back and really think mm-hmm. about like what I'm being, what's being presented to me. And, and yeah, I think an argument can be made that the chimp scene in this might be the scariest scene. I think I've seen in movies this year. That is, and you know, and yeah. you know, the end result when you're sitting in that scene, but it's still just like, holy shit. Just the visuals, like you—you you don't see that much, but the visuals that they're engaging with your mind—it's well, like, ooh. like when the chimp came over to the boy and mm-hmm. he saw him, and like when he started to come over to mm-hmm. him, I was just thinking, like, okay, I know that that's a grown-up version of him. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be fine. Nothing's gonna come. So, are we gonna see that monkey getting shot, or is it gonna be from the boy's perspective, mm-hmm. or the monkeys? Like, yeah. What are they going to put? Oh, yeah. That's what they. There yeah. it is. I knew it was coming. I mm-hmm. was thinking too much about how it was going to come. And mm-hmm. It just happened. And then just it just how I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then it happens. Oh, just out of focus where I could see what happened, but not really. Thank yeah. you. Just nice. like you showed that lady getting attacked where we saw uh, the mm-hmm. legs mm-hmm. and we heard what was happening. Yeah. Yeah, such, that such, one was. Yeah, that that scene is. Ugh, ugh. Yeah, Jordan Peele is just kind of quickly becoming one of my favorite filmmakers. I just love what he's been doing so far. Just really creative horror stuff, and I'm excited to see what he does next. Um. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, my number three. Uh, probably our biggest uh, divergence here: Avatar: The Way of Water. I don't know if this is going to stay on there <laughs> because I suspect with rewatch, I'm not going to enjoy it as much, but upon that initial watch, <laughs> I enjoyed this. This is it. it I, okay. I felt like this, the three hours here went by faster than the two and a half hours with the first one. Um, I felt more invested in the world and I'll admit, like, I don't think the story is very deep at all. 
mainly for me, at I like. Parts? Oh, sorry. Huh? Sorry, uh, I was going to say, at parts, yes, I will agree that the pacing mm-hmm. at parts. So, um, go ahead. For, for me, I mainly like the characters. I love the whale. The whale is like my all-time favorite character in this. But the characters of the three older kids, I like them more than I like the parents. Um, and obviously, uh, Yari Brops, according to Weaver, she's one of the older kids. Um, she's, uh, Grace, the, the daughter of Grace's avatar, and they have no idea how she was born, and it's not explained here. And that's the other thing. Like, for the most part, this story's resolved, but there's still loose threads. And at the end of the first one, I was not excited for more avatar movies. At the end of this one, I was excited for more. I'm kind of on board for more. So, yeah, for me, this is just, this is visually stunning. It's, it's eye candy, and I like a lot of the characters, and that brought to number three for me. Uh, but yes. Uh, what's next? Ah, yes, you're number three. Are you there, Bobby? Yes, I am. Oh. Everything, uh, yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, um... Ooh. Mm. Um, I didn't know... I went in blind to mm-hmm. this. I, I didn't want to read anything. I didn't want to watch any trailers for anything. I just... The only thing I knew of that it was definitely a theater experience. Mm-hmm. Um, in this, you know, they deal with, like, you know, parallel universes. And, you know, based off of decisions. And, and choices we make in life and how those go. In some of these universes, there's sausage fingers. Yeah. <laughs> and just, just... It's just... Sometimes I just thought it was rocks. a very, yeah, it was, it was, sometimes they are rocks. Yes. <laughs> there, this was a beautiful movie and a very great story. And just visually, it was amazing. I, I, I just, I don't know what I could say about it that hasn't been like, it's just, this was definitely a great experience for the theater. Like I enjoyed this so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. And I will get to it um shortly. <laughs> shortly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have a few repeaters on this oh, yes. end. And and yeah, you're number two. You're number Hooray. Like mm-hmm. I said, I had to pick one and I had to go and I went with this one. Um I'm willing to argue because when we did our series of Predator, I still stood firm. I believe that two was my favorite. No, really. By one and yeah, yeah. And I this one is I, I'd say it's on par with two. Mm-hmm. I say it. I I enjoy two more than one. Yeah, but this one I I feel it's on par with like in this for my personal ranking of them. But I enjoyed this one. This one was a great addition to the Predator lore. You know, it's the first mm-hmm. time the creature came to our planet and was hunting and learning so much more. So we get to see like a lot of the things that made that Predator. You know the killing machine that it later became Mm -hmm. and was, you know, but I mean, obviously they sent another one or no, they, that's right. Yeah. I, I'm also getting my endings mixed up. (laughs) But, um, no, this one was great. Uh, I've rewatched this several times since we watched it for the show. Oh, wow. Like I, this, yeah, I have, I have, I actually introduced it to a friend who is a huge Predator fan. 
And I didn't tell him it was a Predator movie. I just said, hey, there's this new horror movie, Prey. You want to watch it? Yeah. Yeah. And I figured he'd catch, like, the, you know, Prey Predator. Mm-hmm. And, like, upon the first reveal of it, he, he like, kind of sits up from the couch and goes, this is a fucking Predator movie? <laughs> yes. Like, what, have you been enjoying it so far? I'm like, oh, yeah. I've, I was thinking to myself, like, I'm getting Predator vibes. Like, he's <laughs> giving me the vibe like I'm watching a Predator movie. And now, yeah, no, this is, like best reaction to it i've i've ever witnessed yeah somebody's like holy shit this is a pressure movie yeah Yeah. pretty cool huh yeah this is so yeah yeah like this is great i love this movie like yeah no i've only seen the once but like it's it's stuck with me i just haven't had time to rewatch it honestly but like okay i saw it once and like the more i thought about the more i really liked it um yeah this is like when I first saw. I was like, I don't know where I'd put on the predator ranking, and now for me, it's solidly it's it's number two slot just behind the first one, because I just this is just such a well done movie. Like, let's go back in time and have the predator, you know, a more an older style predator fight, yeah, you know, a Native American, you know, tribe essentially. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a whole bunch of people it goes after, but like. Yeah, I trappers. love how it's set those up. Those poor trappers. Yeah, those poor, poor trappers. <laughs> yeah, I feel so bad for them. Oh, yeah, the, the I feel such sympathy for them. The, those poor, An element poor I never thought I'd wanted to see in a Predator movie, how yeah. he would deal with trophy hunters. Quite yeah. easily. Quite easily. <laughs> Quite easily as how. Quite yeah. easily as how. <laughs> Without very little effort. But yeah, this this is this is a fantastic movie. It's a great Predator movie. Um, oh, like yeah. I said, easily Absolutely. in my opinion, the second best one. And I'm I'm someone who enjoys all the Predator movies minus the Predator, um, which is what twenty eighteen yeah, that one was terrible. That was pretty was bad. Terrible. But I, I enjoy the other ones, and this one it stands above all of them like except for the first one for me. Uh. All right, fair. Hey, mm-hmm. fair, fair. <laughs> But like, yeah, this uh, I'm this I is another one that this one in too. I like I also it, so I, I enjoy it too. And I did love well, I mean, I love mm-hmm. the callback in two, and that's probably why I favor it so. Mm-hmm. Like because I feel that two is one that is very underappreciated. Yeah. It's definitely an overlooked to... one. Mm. It is. It's overlooked and it's really good. Yeah. I like the idea of it being in city. Like that was cool. Mm-hmm. No, they, cool. they definitely have some Xenomorphs running around City. New York City, too. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. That would be funny. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine it? A Xenomorph like dog running through a New York City subway terminal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we'll have to see. But like, I still feel the next logical s- sequel that'd be great is uh, just bring in the survivors of all the Predator movies. Have them go up against a Predator. Like a new manufactured one? Something like that, yeah. But like we the, got the like, newest elite of the elite. We got like well, five see. survivors uh, left. We got like five or six. Remember, it would be. You might have the, to DH uh, Danny warrior. and Arnold, but yeah, <laughs> the warrior Danny. No, bring him in as is. Mm-hmm. Let them be the first kills. Sure. Mm-hmm. Danny has gone on record several times saying that he is too old for this shit. The first time being <laughs> so him being the age of 41. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which which was just like really? Really? <laughs> Honestly, the closer I approach it, I kind of get it. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. 
but yeah. Oh, it, yeah. This this was a great. I, yeah, yeah. Th- this is another one I was happy to see on your list because it didn't make mine, but I was like, I I dug I dug that one quite a bit. I yeah, I dug it a lot. <laughs> so next up should be my number two. Yes, my number two was Glass yes. Onion, something we've already brought up. Um, but yes. yeah, this was so much fun. Um, this the Ryan Johnson's really having his fun with his Agatha Christie mysteries, and I'm really digging it. Just you know, he could subvert the crap out of these movies, and it works. You know, and mm-hmm. I love the pe- like I was looking over some videos of people talking about this yesterday and complaining about how oh everything's like a red herring and they they keep on misleading you. It's like it's a mystery, buddy. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, uh, well, um, I was watching uh, Shapiro uh, and Drinker. <laughs> I was gonna say I'll take I'll take Shapiro for six hundred. Yeah. Well, they, everything here is misleading. Yes. Oh, it's a so mystery, the bro. <laughs> oh, the laddie fancies himself a critic, does he? Yeah. Yeah, hmm. he does. <laughs> but yeah, that's, this is that's bless his heart. This is such a fun movie, and I think uh, I had Ryan from Nothing But Media on uh, yesterday to help me talk about him. And he brought up a great point. Like I always, this <laughs> I always uh, thought of uh, the uh, Edward Norton character as Elon Musk, and he was bringing up no, actually, there's plenty of evidence that he is just an amalgamation of billionaires, and Elon Musk is just the most recent one. And I was just like, like he brought up, uh, I think, like there's a photo in this of Elon, of uh, Edward Norton. No, instead of Elon Musk, of Edward Norton. And he's doing the Theranos thing that that woman did that was essentially all a con. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know, there's lots of evidence that, you know, he's not Elon Musk. He's just all these guys. He's all of them. Yeah, he's just like an amalgamation of it. Yeah, I've heard. I want to say I heard in an interview where uh, Ryan Johnson said that he's more. uh, He's more he's not based off Edward or Edward Norton is his character isn't more based off of Elon Musk, but more based off the world that created him. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think we see that with a lot of the billionaires. Like, you get these people who, you know, maybe they're semi-charming, although not always, you know, and, you know, but they're essentially con men, and, you know, they just take ideas from others, and frequently, if they're forced to come up with original ideas, they're fucking stupid. (laughs) Yeah, they're kind of stupid. They're kind of dumb. Yeah. I, I I still say my favorite part is like when he said he got a box delivered to him, mm-hmm. but it was obviously a mistake. It had these rudimentary puzzles. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the look of like how oh, offended. Yeah. Well, I mean that was that was part of the fun too. Where uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> like he sets up this yeah. Edward Norton character sets up this huge murder mystery. It's like all oh, the pieces in place. He's obviously super proud of it. And right when they're about ready to get started, that's when Benoit Blanc stands up and just solves the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, just done. <laughs> it's like, you know, you see the, the fake arrow shot to Edward Norton, little shot of blood, and you just see the look on his face, just like, you asshole. <laughs> I did enjoy just the look of just how de- how mad he was. Yeah. Oh, that's, this this movie is so much fun. Um, absolutely worth the watch. I'd probably need to rewatch it at some point because, like, like, like Knives Out, like I love that movie on the rewatch. I'll probably love this on the rewatch as well. But this is this was too much fun. This is just it really was one of the most fun movies I've watched this year easily. Um, I think next one's gonna be my number one. But let's see. Yes, my number one. 
yes. everything, everywhere, all at once. And our movie we've already brought up, but god damn, yeah. I loved this movie. This is one I have had a chance yeah. to rewatch. And whew, I liked it even more the second time. Just uh just how like you have all these multiple uh dimensions and all these variants of the of these people. And it's all weird shit. And sometimes it's like, oh, this person's a badass in this universe. Oh, this person's a rock in this universe. Like, it's all this weird shit. But yeah, it just all comes together to just like a mother understanding her daughter. And yeah, I love that. And it's, you know, we deal with multiple generation gaps in here as well. It's also a, a mother, you know, kind of recognizing her husband, you know, being a flawed person. But, you know, everybody has so much potential in their lives and it's not even so much about what you miss it's about like you know just who will you be going forward and i just i love the ideas explored in this movie because it's 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 about like a whole multiverse but it's also about this one woman coming to grips with her (laughs) current life and it's it just it comes together so well i absolutely loved this movie um yeah. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts before we get to your number one? Uh, yeah, no, no. You you, you kind of hit it on the head there. Mm-hmm. All right. So your number one. Hey, I've seen this one. The before. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> this was yes. a good one. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. I loved this movie. I wanted to watch it again when I got out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, 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 there's so much that they did right with this, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. When it comes to making a Batman movie. Now, I yeah. mean, I, I'm going to say a lot of familiar notes with Batman cinema. Like, I mean, I don't want to see the Waynes die. Mm-hmm. I know what happens. Mm-hmm. I don't need it established. I know what happens. Um, this, but yeah, this one also shows Batman, you know, being a detective. Mm-hmm. Something that we have like rarely ever seen depicted in any other media other than the comic books. And maybe... Yeah, a few of the animated series mm-hmm. like, or like, yeah, but like him legit being a detective in this, mm-hmm. that's something I really loved the most. Mm-hmm. And it's also a depiction of very early um, in his time as Batman. Mm-hmm. Like this is like what this is like a it's supposed te- to be a second year as Batman, off, I think. Like the long, the long Halloween, which was like year two. I yeah. Believe. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Also, they're they're not afraid to shy away from keynote villains. I mean, they still had one in there, and I, I that that I'm okay with. That I'm okay with a a, a laughing person in the next cell. Like, yeah, I, I get really into. I wasn't as I thrilled it. with it. I would like to see a movie without that character, a Batman movie without that character. But yeah, yeah, um, I, I agree with. I agree. Overall, honestly, this was still a great movie. I don't know. I still would like to see more depictions of like the like lesser known ones, but the ones who are definitely more sinister in that aspect. Like they're lesser known, but they're more sinister. Like mm-hmm. Calendar Man, for example. That That's the thing. Calendar one. Man is by his essence dumb, but like you could do something really creative with him. You could do something really creative with him. And you know, not n- not like Condiment right? Man. <laughs> you can't really do too much with him. <laughs> I mean. Aside from doing something that's already been done, 
in the lore? Like, I mean, what, poisoning condiments and distributing them <laughs> out to every Gotham? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, has Joker written all over it? But, like, characters <laughs> like Calendar Man, Clock King. Yeah. Kind of like, dumb, but you could definitely do something really cool with them. Yeah. Definitely have some fun with it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm not even... And I, I don't want them to be like, have the villain be in there and then get busted really quickly and early on in the vi- movie. Mm-hmm. And then the real villain comes forth. Yeah. That would just be whack. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. This one, I it, it showed Batman in a way that we have never really seen on film before. Mm-hmm. Like, th- this is like m- one of my favorite. It's probably my favorite depiction of Batman yet. Mm. Um, I really wasn't concerned with Pattinson playing him. Yeah, because I, I I watched the Lighthouse and I yeah I was not worried. Listen, man. Uh, yeah, we've all seen Twilight. Yeah. Twilight sucks, but he's done plenty yeah. of good performances in his career. Other so I wasn't stuff concerned you, either. You yeah. look and yeah, there's enough where you look and you just go like, holy shit, that yeah. Twilight kid can fucking act. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I. Uh, yeah, as you had said earlier, Paul Dano was so perfect for this role, and I, I enjoy almost everything that Paul Dano's done. Like, I, I, he's a great actor, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, he was phenomenal in Love and Mercy as Brian Wilson. I mean, if you haven't seen that, that's that's good too. But man, like, oh, he could play a psychopath, mm-hmm. a deranged psychopath, so well, and really commit to it to the point where it's almost kind of funny like watching him but you're also kind of like that awkward okay mm. you're kind of being terrifying right now yeah um yeah. um jeffrey wright great commissioner gordon i love the rapport that he and mm-hmm. uh pattinson had on screen like it truly showing the budding of a good about uh, jeffrey wright but he was amazing now the, he was really good as Gordon. Now the people, I'm very curious if they're going to cast uh, Harvey Dent in this at all. Yeah. Because uh, I would like to see this universe's take, and I kind of want to see a bit better justice done to Two-Face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Aaron sure. Eckhart like, did a great job, but... Like, it's so weird. For like when he was Two-Face. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they did a it, great job like, with that character, but at the same time, they need to do... like It, it was like it was over, and it was like, oh... I like what they did, but I wanted more. <laughs> oh, you sure he's dead? He's not going to yeah. be back for this? No. But you sure? You sure? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're doing Bane. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you brought up Jeffrey Wright, and I kind of want to go back into it because obviously he was okay. one that triggered a lot of these chuds because they were just like, "Oh my god," you know, J- Commissioner Gordon what? isn't black, and I was just like, when he was cast, I was just like, but Jeffrey Wright's like perfect he could do this in his sleep and fucking nail it and he nailed it he was great in the role um yeah i did not he's yeah there were people mad at that about oh yeah they were mad about him and Joey graphics yep <laughs> okay yeah and it was just like you people are dumb they they did a great job get over it <laughs> yeah they were great i was skeptical about zoe kravitz not just because mostly it was like i'm Rarely, whenever a someone who is more renowned and was she's an, a musician, right, or a, or a singer. I know her dad is though. Is she? Yeah, 
Well, mm. I know that. I know mm. Lenny is. Yeah. Lenny <laughs> who, who? Lenny? What? Lenny? <laughs> yeah, I know Lenny is a <laughs> Uh No, okay. Is she, is she, was she an actress probably? Because I had never heard or seen her in, in anything. I've seen her in stuff. I think she's primarily an actress. I'm not sure, though. I okay. don't know I if she has she was a music like career. A, like a singer, like she a may guy. not have a music career as big as Jared Leto, but. <laughs> who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, What? <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. Somebody who uh, needs to clear their head by going out to Joshua Tree for a few weeks. Mm. <laughs> I didn't even know there was COVID. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm glad you brought back this movie because this is this is such a good one, and this is this one was really great. I this is I loved it. I do I do agree it was a bit long. Yeah, but this one I would say another star of this movie is Gotham City itself. True, mm-hmm. and it really helped paint that narrative of this of of this new world we're in. Mm-hmm. One thing, and that's one aspect of it I really loved. Okay. Yeah, I do think this movie does the best job of any live action movie before it of exploring the actual character of Batman because this was a Batman movie that was actually about. Batman. Yeah, sure, you have villains. But this is about Batman. And outside of Batman Begins, none of the live-action movies have really had that. They've always kind of been a bit more villain-centric. And this one, it was totally a Batman-centric movie, and I love the arc they take him on in this. It's just, it's a well-done movie, and I'm I'm excited to see what else they do with this uh, franchise. Oh, and also, Batman kills motherfuckers in this one, too. True. He has to... Well, he, he's he not... doesn't shy away from it. Yeah, he's got his issues, and that's part of that's part of his arc. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I do love when they show, like, a Batman not afraid to, like, you know, beat the crap out of somebody. That's mm-hmm. always great to see. But, like, also love, like, the, you know, Batman ain't afraid to kill a guy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this is... <laughs> This is a good one. Those muggers, those that, a few of those muggers did not deserve the level of ass whooping he gave them. Well, that's part of what it's about, though. That's it's like him evolving because yeah. he's wearing that costume because he's he's essentially being a brat and he just wants to beat up some people. Well, I mean, yeah, his angst, well, yeah. essentially, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but and I mean, if we if we think about past it, that one, yeah. <laughs> if we were to like say for the sake of argument that every Batman film was a different point in his story, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, this, we would just have, like, a hodgepodge edit of all the mom and dad scenes. Um, you know, even that fatal one. Mm-hmm. Uh, him maybe training, but then have this at some point, but then flash forward to him fighting Penguin years later, you know? Mm-hmm. And returns, and him attaching dynamite to that guy and throwing him in that wall oh, in the ground, <laughs> where years probably ha- since he's killed a person, he just mm-hmm. decides that one guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but th- this was a good one. Um, this was really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you had already brought up the cat, like uh, the performances in this. Um, I do kind of feel a bit that. Colin Farrell was advertised a lot more for the yeah. film than what I expect than when he was in for. Yeah. Like, I didn't expect his time in there to kind of be just he's a part of the story for this much and then mm-hmm. we're not going to see him again. Yeah. Like that I thought was an interesting take. Dana yeah. was in it surprisingly less than mm-hmm. I thought he would be in. John Tutro was in it a lot did a more great than job I expected. Of... You know? Yeah. He, for someone uh, who's Carmine like never Falcone advertised was... in this movie, he's a pretty big part. He's a yeah, like 
Uh, and I kind of like that really at the, for throughout most of it, the bad guys are the gangsters of mm-hmm. Gotham city. Yeah. I kind of really like that aspect of it. And it's again, stuff we don't have really haven't seen before in Batman. And I, it's something I've always wanted to see in it. And I'm just very, I was very satisfied with this. Mm-hmm. Very and satisfied. We haven't brought movie. up Andy circus. Um, mainly because no. Alfred has an important role here, but it's not a huge role. Which no, is interesting. Thing. It's yeah. very understated yeah. in this. He does a good like, job, though. Mm. He does very great. Yeah, no, that, I'm happy you did bring that up. Yeah, um, a very rare um, on-camera performance. Mm-hmm. Well, not so much rare anymore. He's getting more. Like, he got Andor. He got uh, Black that. Panther a couple years ago. He's popping up more and more on camera. Yeah. He's a he's good actor. Popping up more and more because he's a good actor. Yes. yes. Mm. But yes, the Batman was excellent. So. Uh, next week. So next week on the schedule, I have we finish off Willow, and then we also oh yeah, Witcher Blood Origin, which is a four episode uh, limited series on Netflix. And then I was thinking, okay. do you want to just move Rocky two over there? Uh, yeah. Sure. All right. So we'll cover those three things, and then okay. Yeah. Um, Rocky's streaming somewhere. I'm sure. Oh, if I I have a cop yeah i can rip it and yeah i can get you set up mm. okay i think so let me actually i think i, I saw it have those old school physical copies <laughs> yeah I, like I physical media the physical. fuck physical. Hey, I, still, I still collect physical media too i, I have a physical it's nice uh, to actually have the physical uh, media even though i rarely use it, it anymore mm. i rarely use it too you know i have this one that's like um it is the entire f- Six episode run of the Naked Gun on TV. Oh wow! I've still never seen movies. that one. Yeah, no, I've of course seen the movies, but yeah. Well, the shows are funny. Yeah, no, it's not on Peacock. We'll figure it oh, out. We'll... Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. All right, but uh, yeah. Oh yeah. You know what? I'm terrible yeah, at this. Yeah. Like, share, and subscribe. Probably should have said that at the beginning. Please, yes. I'm terrible at that. Just like, share, and subscribe. I need to start saying that during my live stream too. <laughs> but yes, yes, everyone have a good one. Take care. I did that. Books, records, films, these things matter. Call me shallow. It's the fucking truth.